It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. All right, let's try a little test. Unless you're driving. Come on, I'm just a little If you believe still to this day after the various Twitter files uh, releases that the government was not involved, that politicians were not involved, that there wasn't a slack group. It's a way of communication within companies, for those of you that don't know, that there was a slack group, a fan club for Fauci, uh, that Elvis Chan was leading a team uh, out of the San Francisco FBI office meeting with Twitter. If all of these things are not true, what rock are you under? Because it sounds like the perfect vacation place to be. John Schweppe joins me now to delve into this. He's the Director of Policy and Government Affairs at American Principles Project, their website, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Corruption exposed, John, uh, documents, uh, emails, uh, crossing the FBI, CIA, NSA, DHS, uh, Adam Schiff, political, uh, chiefs of staff. I mean... this compendium of information sounds like a major investigation into an international or trans-state gang. I mean, th- you don't want to believe this, but it's real. Yeah, you know, I think for those of us who were skeptical of big tech's role in the 2020 election and, you know, thought they may have influenced the outcome, uh, you know, we were called conspiracy theorists for a long time. I'm sure you're, you, that happened to you as well. And, uh, and, and it turned out that not only was it all true, uh, it was true beyond our wildest dreams. It's actually, it's frankly just absolutely sick. Um, and as these Twitter files have been released one by one, you know, we're finding that not only was it a few isolated instances, but it was every three-letter agency uh, involved to an utmost degree with Twitter, uh, sending them requests to take down constitutionally protected speech And it was happening over and over and over again. And what's amazing about this, David, and I keep thinking about this, is that we are only hearing from Twitter on this. But we know that there's these other big tech companies that are probably, you know, you could argue are even more powerful, uh, namely Facebook and and Google. And, And now, you know, we have to ask the question, to what degree was the FBI, the CIA, uh, DHS, all these, you know, different agencies, What degree were they involved in uh, changing search algorithms and preventing uh, Americans from having, you know, information uh, readily available to them? And so it's it's something where I think at this point, you know, we're having a lot of drama in Washington right now with the speakers race and all that. I think one of the key things is we need a select committee on big tech censorship uh, on all this stuff that's been going on. And we have to subpoena not just Twitter, although I think that's important, but we need to find out what happened at Google and Facebook and everywhere uh, and really get to the bottom of this. There are a couple of other players I want to get your take on. I mentioned Elvis Chan, supervisory agent out of the San Francisco 
office. I believe it was a team of seven. We probably don't even know the full number that were involved in these conference calls, Zoom meetings, direct meetings uh, with Twitter for this example. But I, I, like you, asked the question, what other meetings were there? Now, communications are supposed to be preserved under the Federal Records Act. Uh, you know, how, how do we get through this in the letter agencies, including the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, another uh, letter, a- letter agency, not really, a, you know, in that sense as the FBI, but these all need to be looked into their communications. This, this is no longer conjecture. It was a spoiler alert. Yeah, and, and, and let's just be clear, they're, they're violating the law, right? I mean, Americans have a, a First Amendment right uh, to speech, and once you have government agencies coercing, you know, I know this is on a private platform, but when government agencies are coercing Twitter, coercing Facebook, um, which is what they've been doing, uh, then, then it's a clear First Amendment violation. I think, you know, one of the things they need to do in addition to investigating this, you know, House Republicans need to pass statute here. You know, it is illegal, right? It is. It, it, the part of the problem is that these <clears throat> agencies have really large mandates, and you know, for a long time we've been okay with those mandates because you know we do want the agencies going after. Uh, child predators, right? We do want them going after uh, terrorists, but they've taken that liberty to expand to something much more sinister. Um, and and we're seeing it now with their tackling of quote unquote misinformation, which is really just uh, a way for them to surveil domestically and and really have an impact on on what we can and can't say. My guest, John Schweppe, Director of Policy and Government Affairs at American Principles Project. You know, John, the the question now becomes how, right? We have all these letter agencies. They, while they have inspector generals, uh, they have certainly not done the job. The Congress, at least in the House, is where one potential lies, but it has to go beyond that. As you said, there are clear violations of law, not just violations of policy and procedure, and that would require that if taken to that level beyond subpoenas, etc., a criminal referral to the Department of Justice, and right there you run into a wall named Merrick Garland. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, this is the issue here is that, you know, in these two years, you have to question, are the Democrats willing to work with us to really uphold the rule of law here? And and I don't think they are. I think you might find a few, you know, uh, examples, people like Congressman Ro Khanna, who might be open to it, but generally no. And so really what this has to be, we have to politicize this issue. And it has to be a huge thing that we talk about going into 2024. And we make the case to the American people that uh, the next president has to uh, really clean out these agencies. And, you know, th- this is an anti-American, um, this, you know, all of this is really anti-American and, and we don't want that happening anymore. Um, it's it's going to take a lot of work. I mean, I don't think people realize just how deep the rock goes. Uh, but for us to, to, to defeat it, you know, I, I think it really, we have to make this case publicly. Um, we have to use the, the bully pulpit that we're about to have in the House of Representatives to really show who these people are and what they've done. And uh, hopefully we can, you know, get some wins and, and turn it around uh, in 2025. 
From another perspective, and we're talking about the House of Representatives, what about state's attorney generals? Yeah, yeah, I think that that's also something that we have a, a real possibility here on is, um, you know, going after these guys for for criminal behavior. And, and you know, that would be something we, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of people get frustrated with our leadership in Washington. Um, but actually, we have some pretty darn good state AGs. And so, you know, hopefully they've already, you know, taken some pretty strong actions on antitrust and things like that uh, against the tech companies. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be a really important thing because, look, when you're looking at this, I mean, it is it is, you know, open and shut. Right. Like these are clear violations of the First Amendment rights of of the people who are using these websites. Um, you know, you just cannot have government agencies, state actors compelling these companies to remove speech. And that is clearly it's not even speculation anymore. We have, you know, these these reports are basically showing it happened over and over again. There's an indicator, as far as I can see, John, and tell me if you see differently, in that the agencies themselves, for example, uh, nothing has been done about Elvis Chan, who has now been exposed with documentation. At a minimum, you would think that that someone above him, a deputy director or the director himself, would say, you violated department procedure, you've gone past this. Uh, At a minimum, you're removed from active whatever work or whatever to begin a process of finding out how far. And looking at the broader FBI, CIA, NSA, DHS, there's been none that I could find, uh, no indication that any kind of action has been taken. Yeah, I, and that makes you wonder, you know, how far up this goes. Um, because the, real, the reality here is that Elvis Chan, Chan was just a cog in the machine. Um, but this is something that was uh, plotted out, that these guys wanted, us, wanted the, the tech companies to remove you know, what they called a misinformation. And again, you know, I, just in case your listeners don't know this, you know, going back to 2016, all of these tech companies huddled up afterwards um, with, with agencies, but also, you know, with Democrat activists, and they were all, they all felt blamed for Trump winning. Uh, they, they, you know, it was well understood that social media was a big part of how he won because he was able to circumvent uh, the, the mainstream media and the mainstream narrative. And they pledged to never allow this to happen again. You know, Google had an all-hands meeting where people were crying, and they had an executive saying, we won't let this happen. I was like, what do you mean you won't let this happen? You're just a search engine, right? But that was where they were coming from. And so I think, you know, frankly, I, I think you look at all this stuff, you look at, you know, the, uh, the Time magazine article about the left's plans for the 2020 election to uh, – uh, bolster I, I can't remember the right word it was like bolster it uh, you know i mean this is this has all been the plan from day one and elvis chan was just part of it you know i just want to wrap with some of the numbers here because someone listening john could say well so what if a couple of people from former fbi cia were working at these agencies and by the way i get the validity if i'm running a company that has not only national but international uh access the way i operate for security i go to the people out there that have been dealing with security and you know chasing child traffickers and transnational gangs and 
tech, uh, cybersecurity. So I don't say, I'm not one of those people who says no one who ever worked at the FBI shouldn't be at a big tech company, but it's the way they do it. But by the numbers, what's going on in these companies? I mean, it's significant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The uh, I, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but Twitter had something like 15 or 16 uh, former, you know, letter agency folks there. Uh, Facebook has an even larger number than that. Um, you know, folks like uh, Kara Frederick, who uh, does tech policy over at Heritage Foundation, she's talked a lot about, you know, the depth of, of, of that kind of crossover. But, you know, I, I think ultimately what it comes back to is that, you uh, you know, these tech companies were pressured, right? And, and you know, you can say whether it was willing or, or unwilling, but when you have these agencies, you know, telling you, hey, you know, we need you to do this. First of all, just think about it on the child predation side. You, if you're Twitter and, and, and they come to you and say like, hey, this guy's a child trafficker, you need to remove his content. You're going to say, yes, sir, right? <laughs> and I don't think anyone really is going to complain about that. Like, sure. And it was mission creep and they went into this misinformation stuff. And I think... You know, Elon calls it the woke mind virus, but I think these people got to the point where they felt their job was to protect people from bad speech. And, you know, once you get down that road, it it gets pretty silly pretty quickly. Yeah, and pretty dangerous, my friend. John, always appreciate your input. Uh, Keep up the good work. I mean, we, we need this exposure. We need the numbers, the facts out there. And it can't just be a news story. There, to your point about action, there needs to be action. Thank you so much, David. Agree 100%. John Schweppe, Director of Policy and Government Affairs at American Principles Project. Uh, their website, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.